Welcome back to the Retro Craptacular Podcast, where each month we continue our search for the best bad movies on the planet Earth. I am your host, Aaron, and I am joined, as always, by Matt. Hello. Uh, yeah. Nailed that intro. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Hi. Hey, man. Yeah. We got Weird. the Sunday morning sillies going on. We're so mm, silly. That's true. Yeah. Yeah. They're fading the more we talk about it, though. That's true. They're pretty much gone. Oh, <sighs> I'm dead inside. The next hour is going to be such a drag. Okay. Here we go. <laughs> More coffee. <sighs> this is now an ASMR podcast. All right. <laughs> um, holy fuck, what a weird intro. How are you, man? <laughs> Do we need to redo that? Or are we nope. Staying in. No All editing. Right. <laughs> I'm doing great. How are you, bud? Um, good. Yeah, good. I'm awake. Oh, yeah. I'm alive. Like <laughs> you know. <laughs> Can't complain. Uh, yeah. Wow. If that's the threshold for your <laughs> happiness, you're fucking set for life, man. <laughs> Dude. Yeah. Literally. Got a, got a hot cup of coffee. I'm breathing air. What more do I need? Wow. That's yeah. great. Happy for you. I know we always talk about the weather on this podcast, and we talk about how we shouldn't talk about the weather, <laughs> but it's like fucking summer over here, dude. Really? Yeah. That's so nice. I mean, like, quote, summer. It's like It was like 12 degrees yesterday. Wow. I went for a walk, and halfway through the walk, I took off my light jacket. Ooh. I know. A sign of things to come. It's, uh, it's transitioning out of winter here, which is to say that it's not constantly below zero. Nice. Yeah, and it hasn't snowed in a week. Nice. Yeah. So here we go. To spring. Cheers. Cheers. Clink. All right. So uh, what have you been watching or doing? Well, aside from uh, this month's movie, the most recent thing that I watched was Disney's new movie, (gasps) Raya and the Last Dragon, which I really loved. Yeah? Yeah, I enjoyed it a lot. It was fantastic, Tight. super interesting world. The animation was gorgeous. A lot of ridiculous humor, but the also animation like, does look fantastic. Yeah, just from what I've seen in the trailer, I was like, they're really, they're really stepping up their game. Yeah, it's like I thought Moana looked amazing. I mean, it did. It did. <laughs> um, but this, yeah, this looks. Things are continuing yeah. to improve. The water, especially. Yeah, the water graphics. beautiful and there was a really fun um note that i saw in the credits um that was basically just um thanking all of the workers for this unprecedented way of of working like basically saying like because it was done uh partially during you know the pandemic it was like the film was made from what? like what pandemic? What? what? <laughs> like the film was done like largely remote from like like a large number of different homes and stuff and um and it was just like a note to the workers being like like this is this was fantastic. You did a great job and thanks for putting up with us and having so much patience with our inability to video chat. And then in brackets, it says, dude, you're still on mute. <laughs> <laughs> nice. 
Yeah, that's cute. But yeah, that's it was fun. a really enjoyable movie. I highly recommend it. Um, it is uh, premiere access on mm-hmm. Disney Plus, which if you split it with all of your siblings like I did, then it's no big deal. But um, nice, yeah, yeah that's that's kind of what I was what I was wondering. Like for the average home, uh, you know, is it is it worth the thirty dollars? Uh, and it's thirty dollars. You can watch it as many times as you want, right? You just yeah, pay to sure. unlock it, right? That's part of it. If, but if if you're if you have your own Disney Plus account that you don't share with anyone because you're an asshole, that's and, me. Yeah, and, well, that's not true. I do share it with people, but I don't charge them for it. Okay, well, yeah, <laughs> that's well, that's nice of you. Then you're not an asshole. That's great. Yeah. Well, um, I mean, okay, so I share it with my parents, but then I also have been using their Netflix for the past as long as Netflix has existed in Canada and haven't paid them a dime for it. So, you know. Right, so it's a give and take. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. But, I mean, yeah, if, if you've, it's your own account and you don't think you're going to watch it more than once, then I, like, uh, it's, kinda, it's like 32, 33 Canadian or something like that. And I'm like, eh, I don't know about that. But for my situation, you know, I got splitting it amongst a bunch of siblings, so it's like five bucks each. I'm definitely going to watch it more than once completely sure. worth it it was it was gorgeous and lovely and so many fantastic voices oh my goodness nice yeah so kelly marie tran starring role yes and it made me so happy thank god i love kelly marie tran and i'm so glad that she didn't just like just you know stop entirely she's, yeah she's been through so much shit so much ridiculous yeah. shit and i love that she i mean she does a fantastic job too like hands down She's oh, sounds like she got a win. That's good. Yeah. But then also, yeah. uh, I, I imagine also Day Kim. Oh, yeah. That's a voice. Oh, my word. Also, Aquafina. Amazing voice. <laughs> nice. Nice. Daniel Day Kim's the guy from Lost, right? Yes. Yeah. Nice. Cool. Cool. I don't think I've ever heard him speak English. So that's. <laughs> oh, really? That's I've, re- I've heard him voice act in a bunch of different things, actually. I'm trying to think. I, I, the only thing I'm thinking I, I can. Well, I mean, maybe I've heard him voice act. I don't know, but like, I just know that I'm lost. He didn't. He never spoke English. Yeah, so. that's right. <laughs> Except for like a couple of, you know, like you know, his character learned a few words here and there throughout the seasons. Right. Yeah. Could speak some very basic English, but was still through a. You know, he 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 had to ham up the Korean accent quite a bit still. <laughs> yes. Um, but yeah. Oh, that's cool. I like Daniel J. Kim uh yeah i imagine if you got uh you know some little kids probably it's it's probably worth uh picking up as well oh yeah this is a this is a great a great great movie for all ages well i'm excited man uh but it comes to disney plus regular in june june 4th i believe june 4th okay yeah, I so might if you're willing to wait, then read it out. But definitely watch it when you have the chance. I might wait, but yeah, cool. I will. Uh, I'll definitely check that out because Disney Animation's been hitting it out of the park recently. So, oh yeah, yeah, that's cool. I have not been watching a lot of new stuff. Uh, been uh, been uh, uh, going through the Star section on Disney Plus a little bit. Oh yeah, what's that all about? So you remember when they bought Fox? Yes. So right. they bought they bought Fox, and they have all this content now. Like, um, 
Here, here's a list of some things that Disney owns yes, that's please. kind of fucked. <laughs> Die Hard. Wow. Alien. Wow. Predator. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you know, these kinds of things. Um, so so Sigourney Weaver is now a Disney princess. And... <laughs> <laughs> um, and and I guess so is Arnold Schwarzenegger. So yes, Perfect. they needed a place to put all this stuff, and they they own a majority share in Hulu, but Hulu is only available in the United States. And they're like, well, we didn't spend eighty billion dollars on all this content just to let it go, um, you know, down the drain or whatever. Okay. So um, they created a age restricted um section on uh Disney Plus with parental controls so parents can choose like you know I only want my kids to be able to access PG13 right and they can set each profile um to you know only be able to access that and then they can also have like a passcode and stuff that they can put in I I just set my profile to be like I want access to everything all the time because I'm an adult. I'm an adult. Yeah. yeah. Um, and so that's where they have, yeah, all any sort of anything above PG-13, basically, or anything that deals with, you know, non-family friendly uh, or, or potentially non-family friendly content. So they have like the seasons nine and ten of Bob's Burgers are on there. Um the uh oh, what's it called solar opposites which is from the creators of rick and morty it's another cartoon show mm. they moved the simpsons over to star <laughs> oh hey. which is interesting because it was on there yeah because it was kind of like a big you know it's disney they will bend the rules for themselves every now and then sure i'm just wondering if they're gonna release an uncensored uh version of hamilton Oh, because there were three f bombs in Hamilton, from what I understand, and in order to make it onto Disney Plus, they had to censor two of them. Right, because you could only have one. Only have one for PG thirteen, so stuff like that. And then you know, my partner uh, is really into the show Criminal Minds, and like all fifteen seasons of Criminal Minds are on there. Um, so stuff stuff like that, just more more adult oriented content for grown-ups mm-hmm. stuff like that so cool fun yeah, yeah i mean buying but, out fox like there's just a crap ton of stuff now that they can put on there right oh for sure and and that, that that's what they did it that's the reason they did it because they're like we we have a streaming service um that we want to launch and we need to be able to you know fill it with content and you know disney has a enormous vault of content they still haven't released song of the south you fucking cowards I can't blame them. <laughs> no, they shouldn't. They shouldn't do it. Leave it in the vault. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Throw away the key on that one. Yeah. Um, but, uh, yeah, but, you know, they also, it's, it's it's mostly, with the exception of Song of the South, it's mostly family-friendly <laughs> yeah. content, right? And so, um, in order to maximize profits, they, uh, you know, needed some more content for... People who aren't interested in just Disney movies or, yeah. you know, just Star Wars or just, you know, you're not going to sign up for 
a streaming service for your entire life just to be able to stream the Star Wars movies. You'll buy DVDs if you want that, right? Yeah. Um, that's fair. So, uh, yeah, that's kind of why they went out and bought Fox. Also, it was to get the X-Men and the Fantastic Four back. Yeah. Which they did, so... Yeah, no, they've got a lot of a lot of content that they can get out there now. Um, mm-hmm. But the the other thing that I've watched in the last week was my partner and I also decided, for some reason, uh, she w- decided she wanted to watch all three Austin Powers movies. <laughs> okay. And I gotta say, they hold up better than I expected them to. <laughs> Really? Really. They were legitimately funny. Interesting. I don't think I would have expected that. No, really. I was like, I was expecting to like make it halfway through the first one and then kind of lean over and be like, hey, can we <laughs> change this to anything else? But uh, no, I legitimately, I like was busting a gut laughing in the first one and then she was like so we're gonna watch the second one i'm like yeah let's watch the second one and we watched the second one right after and then the next night we watched gold member and it was just it was so lovely and funny and like like stupid but in like an endearing way and i don't know it was it was just it was great (laughs) huh there was also like a decent amount of nostalgia because like Mm, well yeah those those movies were on tbs like every saturday yeah (laughs) afternoon like every saturday um at least the last two the second two or there's only three last two whatever Mm. um the the, you know those those were on tbs all the time so i've probably seen those probably like i don't know 10 15 times each maybe more wow um i haven't seen the first one as much but it was it was still fun. Yeah. It I liked it a lot. <laughs> That's fun. And it, it, it's it's kind of I, I feel like if those movies were made now, they'd be like way more raunchy and way more like upfront with just like tons of nudity and like gro really like in your face gross out humor. Mhm. You know, but like I I don't know if it's just cuz it was the 90s and everyone was a prude or <laughs> what. Of the ratings boards were more strict or whatever, but like for some reason they had to, you know, there's like zero nudity hmm. in those movies, and that you know, yeah, there's you know, and there's tons of gags where, uh, you know, he he holds up a pair of of cantaloupes and then she stands up and they perfectly cover her boobs and oh, stuff yeah. like that, right? You know, so there's like tons of those kind of gags, um, which I I find kind of charming and endearing. Hmm. So. Yeah, Austin Powers holds up better than you expect. Public service announcement. <laughs> cool. Huh. Awesome. But I think the most important thing we need to discuss before we get into uh, this week's or this month's film. Um, this month's yeah. film of the week. This month's uh, week, you idiot. <laughs> that's, a, that's the new tagline for the show. I Trademark Retro Craptacular Pod 2021. Um, okay. Uh, we both watched the trailer for the new Mortal Kombat movie, yep. which comes out this month, I think, or maybe I it was, I next, it was next month. month. 
It's either the end of this month or the beginning of next month. Middle yeah. of next month. April 16th, yeah. Mortal Kombat. Yes. Let, let's talk about Mortal Kombat. What's your... What's your history with Mortal Kombat? History with Mortal Kombat would be playing Mortal Kombat 4 a lot as On a the kid. N64? On the N64. Yeah, and, I had that one too. And loving it. It's a lot of fun. So I have nostalgia for the characters, definitely. I remember watching the OG Mortal Kombat movie. Yes. And even as a kid, I was like, wow, this is dumb. <laughs> I think I watched it at your house, probably. Probably, yeah. yeah. And it's, uh, I mean, I don't remember it super well anymore. I just remember thinking that it was not good. <laughs> yeah. But I still like the game, and that's that's where I come from. So I definitely have nostalgia for it, but I don't expect a movie of it to be anything but campy, violent, and well, that's just it, right? Pleasing. It it looks like, and and for me, I think the the main uh, reason why, and I mean, we'll get into. I haven't seen the Mortal Kombat, the the original Mortal Kombat movie in a long time. Spoiler alert! That's what we're doing next month. Hell yeah! Um, so we'll get into it in more detail. But I remember it being like a little too cheesy, or maybe just not good. <laughs> enough to be to be entertaining or to be funny you know yeah. i mean we'll find out next month it's been i don't know when the last time you saw it was oh years and years and years yeah um but just based on the trailer like that shot of sub-zero like everyone's been talking about it you know slicing the guy open and then freezing the blood into a blood dagger and then stabbing him with his own blood yep like holy shit that's the exact kind of over the top <laughs> insanity i want in a mortal Kombat movie right like the the video games have been getting just more and more ridiculous with the fatalities and stuff like that oh yeah over the years so like that's just what i want i want a so like ridiculously stupid knows exactly what kind of movie it is doesn't take itself too seriously and just has insane stupidness going on <laughs> that's all i want and if it delivers that I'll 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 be happy. I I did do a bit of a a a, a face palm, uh, you know, b- uh, brow pinch during one of the lines in the trailer where uh, she's like the the main character's like, "What's that mark on you?" And and she's like, "Oh, it's just a birthmark." It's like, "What does that mean? A birthmark?" It's like, "It means he was born with it." <laughs> and I was just like, <laughs> "Yeah, that was some interesting but it was del- dialogue." It was, it was delivered sincerely and not sarcastically. And I was like, yep. oh. Oh, no. Hey, everyone has their blind spots, you know? Some, some, some screenwriter have heard of a birthmark before. <laughs> some screenwriter forgot to put in brackets sarcastic above that line. Because <laughs> the actress took it and went, it means he was born with it. Whoops. <sighs> yeah. Yeah. So, but, I like, mean, like... The the acting I don't expect to be good. The story I expect to try to set itself up and then give up in the way of just gratuitous violence. But yeah. ultimately, I'm not sure. I feel like there is a chance that this could just be a good movie. 
I haven't I haven't given up hope. Maybe. And I mean it 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 only needs to be like all they need to do plot-wise is just give us a reason for the characters to engage in mortal combat. Yeah, I mean that's basically it, yeah. You know, so uh, if 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 they get that right, and if they nail the tone, I think uh, I think we could be in for a treat. Just based on the trailer, I'm I'm like this looks insane. And you know, when Jax gets his arms frozen off, oh jeez, yeah. that's awesome. When Scorpion said, "Get over here," <sighs> oh. I was like, that's I feel, all I wanted. I, I knew it was coming, too. I knew it was coming. He threw yeah. the chain, and I was like, here he is. He's going to say it. And he said it. And then I came. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, the the actual like setup of the trailer and everything, and the energy was like serious and dark and intense, and there was some really good action. And I was like, okay, this might not actually be bad. But then the end of the trailer is just... One liner, one liner, one liner, one liner, culminating in the the get over here, the yeah. most classic of Mortal Kombat lines. Well, the, the very ending is Kano. Oh, that's right. Holding someone's heart, going, "Kano wins, hey, you fucking beauty!" <laughs> and I was like, <laughs> "That's amazing." Uh, it's gonna it's gonna be lame, I think, but I want to watch it. <laughs> I think either way, we're in for a treat. Yeah, that's true. It's either <laughs> you know? going to be a good movie, and we win, or it's going to be really dumb, and we win. <laughs> yeah. Oh, totally. And if uh, somehow they make a movie that's worse than Mortal Kombat Annihilation, well, fuck me. <laughs> <laughs> that's a challenge. Uh, yeah, just before anyone asks why we're not doing Mortal Kombat Annihilation instead of Mortal Kombat, um, have you seen it? Then you don't need us to talk about it. You know there you why. Go. Yeah. yeah. I'm sure we'll get to it eventually. <sighs> yeah. Anyways, I think that brings us to everyone's favorite part of the show. The show. Oh, are we doing that this month? I think we're doing that this month. Okay. Um, uh, we are watching, or we already watched, a movie from the early 80s starring... Sean Connery, and I promise we will try our hardest not to do a thousand bad Sean Connery impersonations, we'll but try. I can't, I can't guarantee it. Uh, we watched Outland in a mining town on the second moon of Jupiter. Something deadly is happening. Pretty soon you'll see that this is just like every other mining town. I work these people hard, and I, uh, I let them play hard. There's never much trouble. We're all professionals. I'm sure we are. We've only been here two weeks. It'll get better, I promise. I got nothing more on that incident in the mine yesterday. It looks like some guy just went wacko. It happens here. How often? I don't know. It just happens here. Why? I'm not a psychiatrist. I can't tell you why. Some people just can't take it here after a while. What's that guy think he's doing? No way it could have been homicide. 
had to have been a suicide. 28 in the last six months. Did you do autopsy? No. Then how do you know it was a suicide? There's no other explanation. When a person exposes himself to zero pressure atmosphere, there isn't a whole lot left to inspect. Something's there, isn't it? Maybe. Outland, the ultimate enemy is still man. Outland. Matt, did you know anything about this movie? I knew that Sean Connery was in it. That was it. Me too. So, <laughs> I used to work at a brewery that had a massive VHS collection in our tasting room. And it was like our gimmick was. We had just a shelf full of VHS tapes and a VCR hooked up to a TV in the corner, and we would just play old movies on VHS all the time. It's fun. It was fun. It was a good talking piece. You know, some people couldn't care less about it. They were just there to drink beer. Other people flipped out over it. They were like, this is amazing. I had people ask if they could rent them from me. What the hell? And I'm like, uh, no? you're like, sure, fifty bucks. <laughs> Hand it over. <laughs> I should have, I should have had a little side hustle going where it's like Aaron's <laughs> under the table video store. If you want to rent a VHS tape, you get a membership, and you know. <laughs> but <laughs> alas, I wasn't that smart. But yeah, so, <laughs> anyways, Outland was one of the the movies that we had on on videotape there and we and so i had seen we never had the sound on that was the thing we didn't put the sound on right uh we always just had them playing silently they had music playing because we're like you know there might be it'd be loud and obnoxious if you're watching you know indiana jones and you're just hearing him constantly punching nazis all the time yeah that kind of stuff right we're like it doesn't it's just a good ambiance in the corner if people you know happen to look over and they see uh, that scene from their favorite movie, they go, oh, dude, check it out. It's alien. Come on to come bursting out of the chest, you know? Yeah, uh, so Outland was one of the movies that we had there. So I had seen scenes from it silently uh, a couple of times. And then I happened to be at a thrift store and I found this DVD. And I actually read the back of it and I was like, oh, Sean Connery is a space cop on one of the moons of Jupiter. That sounds kind of awesome. And I picked it up. Thought it'd be good for the show. Knew nothing about it. Had no idea what the plot was about. Awesome. But, uh, yeah. So what is the plot about? Yeah, that's a very good question. So, on the moon Io, which, fun fact, when it opens up and shows us shows us the moon of Io and spells it, and it's spelled, you know, the letter I, the letter mm-hmm. O, and then in brackets, just in case you're too dumb, <laughs> it tells you how to pronounce it. And it has the word I-O-H, just in case you were too dense. It's pronounced hey. I-O. You could have thought it was binary, maybe. <laughs> I could have. Maybe but it was I the... don't think in the binary, Aaron. Maybe it was the number 10. Maybe it's a, a lowercase well, l. I. Anyway, I thought that was a great start. Um, oh, it's fantastic, yeah. But yeah, basically, there is a mining operation on the moon of Io, 
they're mining titanium. Which, for some reason, I feel like I've played a video game where it was on the moon of Io and they were mining stuff. But I couldn't put my finger on it. I should have Googled it. Anyway. I'll Google it while you summarize. Sweet. Sounds good. And our space cop, Sean Connery, who is... He's got a name. O'Neill. Yep. April O'Neill. And he is um, starting a one-year tour as the head of security of this mining operation and it's like it's it's a shit job basically like yeah like no one's really expected to do their job except for the miners they usually mine stuff for the corporation that owns them and everyone else is supposed to just kind of like keep things running you know be a cog in the machine uh, Sean Connery has his wife and kid with him. Um, apparently, the kid's never been on the home planet Earth. I guess they just like keep doing rotations of mines and doing shit jobs. I don't know. Um, but he starts his thing and uh, gets a message from his wife. She gone. Took the kid. Can't take it anymore. Um, they're going to find a way back to Earth. Um, uh okay so hold, i uh i'll interrupt you for a second there cool uh there's a video game from the 90s called planet of death the futuristic racing video game for microsoft windows released in 1997 the game is set in the distant future on the planet io uh, a mining accident unleashes a fungus from within the planet on its inhabitants causing widespread panic that sound like something you'd Remember? Nope. Okay. Sounds fun, though. Yeah. Who knows? It's a racing game. Weird. Yeah. All right. Never mind. Continue. (laughs) Anyway, back to Outland, which... Why is it called Outland? No idea. It's a fun title, though. Yeah, I guess. Good I think it... uh, From what I read online is this was sort of like kind of billed as like a space western... New sheriff in, in New town. sheriff comes into town, discovers the the corruption going on, yeah. and uh, you know is out to stop it. Basically, mm-hmm. yeah. So most of the show is kind of like a mystery, really, where like one worker that we see at the beginning goes insane and is like, "There's spiders on me! Get the spiders off me!" And they're working in like a a no oxygen pressure environment down in the mine yeah at the beginning it kind of sets up as like the planet io it's like gravity one sixth earth's um you know earth normal zero atmosphere kind of thing and this one crazy dude working down in the mine thinks that the spiders are like getting into his suit and so in an attempt to get the spiders out of his suit he starts to take off his suit in zero atmosphere and his head blows up Inside yeah. of his suit. Yeah. Yep. So that's nuts. Uh, that is nuts. Yeah. Well, and you know they're, it, it, you know, it just sort of starts. It's that's like the cold open, right? They're kind of working, and they're talking about whatever mundane shit you talk about while you do crappy work, right? 
about how crappy yeah. it is. That's what you're talking about. <laughs> yeah, and the guys going like, "Ah, oh, there's spiders in my suit," and they're like, "What, dude? There can't be spiders here." And it's like, "Well, should we help them?" It's like, "No, there can't be a spider here. How would he get a spider in his suit? There's no spiders. Like, <laughs> fuck him." <laughs> <laughs> and so at that yeah. point, at, you know, at that point, I'm thinking like, "Oh, is this gonna be like an alien ripoff? Like, are there gonna be like spider aliens in his suit?" Something because I like again, I know nothing about this, right? Yeah. Um. And. Also, like the production design of this is is very alien inspired. I think. Yeah, it seemed like it came out like two years after it produced by the Lad Company, which is Alan Ladd Jr. was the producer on, or the head of Fox when they made Alien. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, okay, all right. Oh, and also and- fun fact: I saw when the credits were rolling that the music was by Jerry Goldsmith. Yeah, who did the music for Alien? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, also, fun fact: this is not our first Jerry Goldsmith movie oh probably not not that music plays a huge role in what we talk about here on the retro captacular but he did also do the soundtrack for hollow man so (laughs) ooh, rough yeah i wouldn't be surprised if there's another jerry goldsmith soundtrack in there somewhere he's a pretty prolific composer he's done a lot a lot of good stuff too just to be clear he's done a lot of star trek yeah did the original planet of the apes uh Movie. I think he did, did some alien did Twilight Zone stuff. Yeah. Chinatown. He did he did a lot of iconic stuff. Oh, he but. did the I think he did the original Mulan, like Disney's Mulan, the animated one. Really? I think so. That's well, entirely possible. Yeah, very anyway. versatile it's a very versatile composer. Yeah. Um it's kinda hard to to you know it's not like John Williams where you hear music and you're like, that sounds like John Williams. Yeah, <laughs> Jerry Goldsmith could, you know, the only reason I, I was like, huh, this sounds kind of like Jerry Goldsmith is because I think he was just kind of channeling the score he did on Alien. Mm. And he did Alien two years before. So, you know. Yeah, that's fair. Doing another science fiction mystery thriller movie. You know, stands to reason that he might, you know, reference himself a little bit there. But yeah, why not? Anyways, it's fun to talk about music on here. I love music. Well, you're you're a composer, so you know you have an insight that other people might not have into scores. You know what kind of mode he prefers? No. No, neither do I. <laughs> All I know is that John Williams writes almost exclusively in the Lydian mode. So if you want to sound like John Williams, just do that. Yep. Flat four, everybody. All right. Um, I mean, it is really nice. I, it's it's beautiful. Yeah. yeah. That's why it uses it. <laughs> it's great. But it kind of, it it's turned into now like, oh, it just sort of sounds cinematic. Yeah. You know? Yeah, it does. Oh, I think weird. of what, what movies sound like. It sounds like a John Williams score. So anyways. Wow. Yeah. So, you know, Sean Connery's putzing around on the station, getting to know the ropes kind of thing. And then uh, we cut to another scene where a dude just foregoes his spacesuit altogether and gets in the airlock and gets in the elevator and goes all the way down to the mine and opens the door and he also explodes everywhere. Yep. And he's like fairly calm about it, but like has a bit of a manic smile on his face. Like he's moving slow, but he's just kind of like, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, He knows what he's doing, but also he's crazy town banana pants. Mm. Talk to me yeah. about Crazy Town Banana Pants. Well, uh, it'll make you open an airlock without a suit. Let me tell you that much. Yeah, that's true. 
so then we get introduced to uh, my favorite character in the entire movie. Probably mine too. Go ahead. Dr. Lazarus. Hell yeah. Who is a no bullshit, hard as nails woman who doesn't want to, uh, you know, doesn't, doesn't really want to talk to anyone about anything. <laughs> <laughs> Super I mean, she, sarcastic and cranky. Yeah, she's like, my job is to make sure the company hookers don't have syphilis and the workers don't, you know, throw their back out or something like that. I don't know. They get their tranquilizers. <laughs> or they get their tranquilizers. That's what it was. Yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and so, uh, I think the first scene we see her, she's like, She's like, who the fuck are you? <laughs> and he's like standing there in his fucking cop uniform. She's like, you must yeah. be the new marshal. Take two Advil and call me in the morning. That's a doctor joke. What do you want? <laughs> Very strong opening to this character. Yeah. And then proceeds to not take any shit from Sean Connery for the rest of the scene when he's like, did you do an autopsy on the man who blew himself up in the airlock? And she's like, well, funny thing about blowing up in a zero... <laughs> Zero pressure environment. There's not a lot left to do an autopsy on. <laughs> yep. And uh, <clears throat> he kind of, you know, they have a little back and forth. And then he's like, I need a list of every, every fatality or mining accident in the last six months. Um, and she's like, I don't do house calls. And he's like, well, you do now. Or else I'm going to slap you all over this infirmary. That's a Marshall joke. <laughs> yeah, which. And then. Yikes. <laughs> Knowing Sean Connery's uh, stance on hitting yeah. women. <laughs> yeah, couldn't help but hear it through that lens. Like, maybe it would have been funny when it came out, but... Maybe. But, but now it's like... Oh, that was real cringy. Yeah. Oh, yeah. No, 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 no. Bad. Bad joke. Uh, but she kind of looks at him and goes like, okay, all right. You know, she she's like grudging respect, Marshall. Yeah. Oh, violence threat. I would do that. <laughs> she's like, I would also hit you. So, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. <Cool. laughs> yeah. We have an we, understanding. Yeah, and we do get some shots of like, you know, people presumably doing shady stuff and like walking around and yeah, like, doing handoffs, and then um, yeah, someone goes crazy. Um, and while with one of the aforementioned company prostitutes, um, goes crazy town, banana pants has a knife and is like roughing her up and like threatening to kill her. And so they have to do kind of like a hostage situation. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, uh, well, and so Sean, Sean Connery sends his, his deputy in through the vents to kind of get the jump on the guy. Um, but he did a bad job of communicating what exactly he wanted because it sounded like he wanted to take him alive and question him, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, the guy, he's like, you know, so he's like, we're gonna release the pressure. I'm not doing the. I'll do it. Fine, I'll do it. I we're going ask. to release. <laughs> we're, we're going to release the pressure on the hydraulic locks on the door. <laughs> I won't try to force it open. It'll open slowly. You come out with your hands up. We just want to talk. I don't want to kill you. But if you hurt that girl, I will, you know. Yep. And uh, so it does the countdown, and it, as it gets to one, they open the door, and the guy, the deputy, drops in, 
the guy holding the knife hears him drop in and turns around and the deputy sees the knife and just blasts him with a shotgun. Yeah, but like 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 the deputy has has been here a long time. The marshal, you know, is is mm-hmm. is brand new. Um and there there was a line earlier where like um the the deputy kind of told basically told the marshal like like yeah we're like no one's looking for someone to rock the boat kind of thing you know uh, that that wasn't the deputy that was the um or, or are you thinking of like the first like the the morning briefing scene when he like first gets there i was thinking just after that scene because there is the oh, okay one, yeah. the the general manager is very much like hi welcome here marshal uh you know these people work hard Maybe just don't interfere with anything yeah. that's going on. Yeah, and it's like they, the it's like they work hard and they get compensated well. So when it's time for them to let off steam, sometimes they go a little overboard. But nobody's looking for trouble, and you know, hardly we hardly ever have trouble. So, uh, you know, just kind of let them let them have their fun when it's time when it's time for them to let loose. Let them go a little loose. No one's, you know. They're hardworking folk kind of thing. Yeah. And the scene immediately after that, Sean Connery is with the deputy and it's like, what the fuck was that all about? Yeah. And that's the I'm deputy. A Spaniard. <laughs> Sorry. It's all right. I knew it was going <laughs> to happen. It was inevitable. Uh, but the deputy is, he do, does make a kind of comment that's like, well, it was like, yeah, no, I get where you're coming from. But like, also, this guy is, that's the general manager. He has a lot of connections. He's kind of powerful. Maybe just don't fuck with him and do what you're told. Like, yeah. there's, a, there's a little bit of like, okay, maybe he's a little on the take, you know? And when he drops in in that room, he does not hesitate. He fucking blows that guy away. 100%. Yeah. He was intending to do that regardless of what the marshal was wanting. Like, yeah. That felt very intentional. No, totally. And well, and you find out later that it it was intentional because mm-hmm. he's he's aware of what's going going on, and uh, you know, I whether he is in fact on the take or not, I don't know if we ever you know find out about that. But basically, he's like, okay, this kind of shit's going on, and it's not really my problem. Yeah. Um. And then what happens is we get that report back from the doc. And in the last six months, there's been something like 28 related deaths for people going crazy. Yeah. And then in the six months before that, there had only been four deaths total. Yeah. And uh, he's, this leads to my favorite line where she's like, yeah, like there's, like we had 28. It's like in the previous six months, four. And he's like, are you sure? And she's like, I'm unpleasant, but I'm not stupid. (laughs) That was a good line. Yeah. Uh, she's the best. <laughs> she she really is the best. Um and so, you know, he goes and takes a you know, goes into the morgue at night and takes a sample of the blood and then calls up the well, doctor and he's it like wasn't, it wasn't even the morgue though. Like one thing he asks is like, what happens to these bodies? Like these twenty eight bodies, what has happened to them? And she says they're always ordered to ship them out on the next shuttle and then mid flight they're jettisoned out into space burial at sea bullshit yeah yeah that's right yeah and the shuttle only comes once a week that's the other thing that we learn in the opening kind of credit oh right text right right? it's like shuttle deliveries once a week kind of thing so Um, he actually goes onto the shuttle and finds a container marked for jettison 
Yeah. And then he goes in and there's a bag that says contaminated. And he opens it up and that's where he finds the body and takes right, the right, blood right. out of his throat. Did you yeah. find that weird? Where he's like, oh, I bit. need a sample of blood. I'm going to get it from the trachea. Yeah, it was a little weird, but I didn't think too much of it. All right. I mean, there's plenty of blood just like six inches below where he got blasted with a shotgun. Could have gone there, but yeah, yeah, it's true. But yeah, then he takes the blood back and sure enough. Well, first he calls the doc and she's like, do you have any idea what time it is? You better be dying. <laughs> <laughs> I forgot about that. He's like, meet me in the infirmary. That's good. Um, yeah. And then, yeah, and then that's the scene where they actually kind of become friends, where she's like, holy shit, there's like an insanely powerful amphetamine in this uh, uh, in this guy's blood that the military was using to, um, you know, see if it could cause, you know, soldiers, you know, you know, work, you know, increase their work rate or whatever. You could do 14 hours of, makes 14 hours of work feel like six, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, like the only problem is after about 10 months of constant use it causes you to go psychotic <laughs> yeah. and so Sean Connery's like mm, that's interesting <laughs> uh, <laughs> and he goes and uh, yeah and then he just kind of you know goes on a little investigation he finds a, a legal drug manufacturing distribution kind of ring going on are they actually making it there or are they just i can't remember uh, no that's one of his first questions is it possible to make it here and she says absolutely no way they must have shipped it in there would be no way to make it here there's no yeah, there's explanation some... as to why they can't make it there on io but apparently they can't apparently they can't so um yeah the the you know the rest of the movie is basically he uh you know there's a couple little action scenes where he chases a guy down Trying to find out, uh, you know, uh, try to get some information because he sees him, you know, passing off some drugs. Oh, yeah. He spots the dealer. Yeah. Um, but that guy dies um, before he can get questioned. And basically, he figures out that the uh, the general manager is in on it and he goes to confront him. And he's like, look, I know what's going on here. And uh, it better stop because, you know. People are dying, and the manager's like, look, when they do the drugs, they bring more ore out of the ground. When they bring more ore out of the ground, the company's happy. Uh, it doesn't really matter, you know, to me, what you know, what happens to them. I just need to make my quotas, basically. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, you know, then, he makes a whole, like, it's good for everybody yeah. kind of speech, even though people are going crazy and dying. He very much ignores that fact. Yeah. It's good for everyone except them. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but it's good for the lead them up to the point that they go crazy because they're, you know, getting bonus checks and everything's going uh, real well. So their widows will get a hefty settlement, maybe. Um, mm, yeah, good stuff. Good for good deal for the widows. Um, Woof. It's yeah. a great general manager right there. <laughs> so good. Uh, so, you know, Sean Connery then, like, taps his phones or whatever he's, and finds out that the guy's got, like, six hitmen coming in on the next shuttle. It was two. Was it two? Yeah. Oh, whatever. Is this the part where you fell asleep? <laughs> Probably. Well, I just rewatched it. I feel like I should... 
I should know. Anyways, yeah, I fell asleep last night while I was watching it, so I had to rewatch part of it this morning. Um, not because I was bored, just because I was very tired. But anyways, yeah. so there's a couple of hitmen coming in, and so he, uh, you know, rigs a couple booby traps to try and trap the hitmen because he's one step ahead. You know, he's Sean Connery. He's prepared. He's got lots of shotguns. So many mm-hmm. shotguns. No other type of gun in this movie. Everyone's just got a shotgun. Yep. Even even the hitman has a shotgun with a scope on it. Which seems weird. Stupidest it? thing you could ever do. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> That's not helpful. You're putting a scope on like an elastic band gun. <laughs> Idiotic and pointless. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, basically, from there, he just fights the hitman yeah from there from there, that point on it's mostly just a rambo movie where yeah is killing well he enlists the, the doc to help a little traps. bit too well that's true and she's the only one too like word word gets out because basically everyone there already knew what the deal was yeah and word gets out that yeah hitmen are coming to kill the marshal um and so like even like while they're on their way um, like he goes to the bar to get a drink and like everyone gets quiet and just stares at him until he has a drink in his hand and starts to drink and then everyone kind of like turns back and starts talking again. <laughs> but like, yeah, everybody knows that he's, he's, a, he's dead. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so yeah, he like traps one of the hitmen in the, uh, in a corridor that he's rigged with explosives we like locks him in there and then sets off the bomb and it pops a hole in the in the tunnel and it you know makes his head go all warpy and explode. Yeah, that was a fun shot, hey. That was a fun <laughs> effect. Yeah, it looks uh you can do that with iMovie now, I think. Oh, cute. I think there's a I think there's a an iChat filter that makes your head look uh it's basically it's the big head filter on Snapchat. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> It was great. <laughs> uh, yeah. But it just happens over a point of like 10 seconds. I'm just slowly watching this man's head get bigger and bigger. Yeah, It's funny. Uh, and then, yeah, and then he kills the other hitman out in space. Yeah, well, he, he goes out into space, like, to set off the explosives from the outside yeah. in that tunnel. And then while he's out there, he finds the other hitman is like in the greenhouse, mm-hmm. which is very green, by the way. Very green. It's a greenhouse. Yeah. And then, so that's it's more green than house, really, though. Yeah, when you think about it. Yeah. It's basically a bunch of scaffolding, but plants are in there. Uh, and with some green glass. It's all green. green. Totally yep. green, unless unless he's looking through his scope, and then everything's red. Yes. I don't know. But anyway, the hitman's in there looking around and then like kind of like walks and then occasionally looks through his scope to see anything and then like walks a bit more. He's a professional hitman. I feel like he wasn't trying very hard. But anyway, <laughs> Sean Connery is up on top and he basically just like takes a panel off of the greenhouse and then drops it so that it will float down in front of the glass from the outside. And this hitman just like is looking through his scope and sees the slightest movement, which is this panel falling, and pulls yeah. the trigger, breaking the glass. <laughs> and 
destroying the entire greenhouse because everything gets sucked out into space, including him. Yeah. And that effect, by the way. <laughs> so it's like the zoomed in shot like through his scope where he pulls the trigger and shatters the glass. And then it's basically that same shot of like zoomed in looking at the glass. But then we see his tiny body <laughs> yeah. flying toward the hole. And then from the outside, we see the tiny body flying away and then just like turns in a jam. <laughs> yeah. Now, I, I'd be very <laughs> curious to see this movie in HD. Because the DVD transfer that we got, like the, like the DVD that we have that I ripped to send to you to watch, like is garbage. Yeah, it's pretty bad. <laughs> it was so shit. Um, and also, like, it was, I feel like it was an even worse viewing experience for me because the uh, the DVD wasn't uh, anamorphic. Like, it wasn't conformed to a widescreen television. It was just letterboxed. Yeah. So it was a 4 by 3 image that was then matted to be widescreen. Yeah. As if you would be watching it on a on a square TV, which you know, in like the late '90s, whenever this DVD came out, that's what most people would have been watching it on. But actually, that was like on the Wikipedia page for this movie. That's one of the things that they talk about. It's like the DVD was criticized for its shitty transfer and <laughs> uh, lack of widescreen adaptability for widescreen TVs. Yeah, well, so, the effects look extra shitty. <laughs> Yeah, on this DVD transfer, particularly but bad. yeah, so I'd, I'd be curious to see if they look any better in in 1080. But yeah, and then he uh, basically just goes into the bar and punches the punches the general manager real hard in the face, and he falls onto a glass table. Yep, that's that's kind of it. Yeah, and, and then, then he te- and then he texts his wife. Job, job's done. I'll be, I'll be on the station in time to catch the flight. Can't wait to sleep with you for a year. <laughs> oh yeah, out of context. <laughs> yeah, that is such a weird fucking message. I <laughs> liked it because <laughs> I'm like, that's the kind of, that's the kind of stupid text I would send. <laughs> Can't wait to but, sleep with you for a year. <laughs> Yeah, well, yeah, because they to get back to Earth, you have that you would get put in cryo sleep for years, basically. That's the context. Yeah, yeah. There's there's a scene earlier where he's talking to his son over video chat, and his son's like, "I've never been to Earth. What's Earth like?" And he's like, "Is it true that we're gonna be asleep for a year?" And he's like, "Yes, yes, it is, son." And he's like, oh, "I'm gonna miss my birthday." He's like, "Well, don't worry. Next birthday, I'll get you two presents." You know. I love you, Dad. I love you, Daddy. Yeah. Oh man, that kid couldn't act. <laughs> no. No, it's it's. I am very very impressed though that they were able to find a robot that advanced uh, <laughs> in the late 1980s. So, you know, there's ups and downs. Oh boy. That's basically Outland. Uh, yeah. What did you think? Uh, you know what? I, I, I still haven't totally decided. Because there, 
you know, there are things on both sides of the spectrum that really stood out to me. Totally. But neither of them went that far. Yeah. You know? There was nothing that, like, made me burst out laughing, uh, you know, because it was oh, so there bad. Was, there was one thing that I did burst out laughing, actually. Um, and that's, like, uh, uh, a bit earlier on in the movie, there's a scene with um, the marshal and the deputy are playing uh, racquetball. Mm. together um and in that scene is where sean connery's basically like how deep in are you and he's like what are you talking about and he's like basically he's calling him out and being like i know that there's illegal shit going down i know that you're letting it slide and getting paid for it yeah um how are you gonna be a dick or are you gonna like stay out of my way basically um and he does kind of help the marshal and stays out of the way uh and ends up getting killed for it yeah and so there's a scene when the assassins are on the shuttle on the way here where he's playing racquetball by himself which seems dumb um and then the doc comes in um and basically says something like that's impressive you're playing by yourself and losing or something like that (laughs) Um, but she like basically insinuates that she knows what the score is, um, and that like he's not gonna find any help from anyone here. Like if you're looking for noble people, you're in the wrong place. Yeah. Um, and they're both just kind of like sitting down on opposite sides of the court, um, having this somewhat depressing conversation. And then she says, "You want to go get drunk?" And there's just like a wide shot of. Sean Connery sitting slumped up against the wall in this like very white room and it's just like yes (laughs) (laughs) yeah that was funny I enjoyed that a lot (laughs) definitely yeah that was good also interesting thing um almost every time in in film that I see someone getting choked out which happens to Sean Connery one of the one of the goons, when he's like first discovering uh, the drug shipment, tries to choke him with wire. Um, and every single time I see one of those scenes, I always have the thought, what if you just pretended to fall unconscious so that they stopped choking you? And Sean Connery does that. Yeah. He actually does it. He like, oh, 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 and then it goes limp and slumps down to the ground. And the guy like drops him there and then like kind of pants and watches him. And then he turns his back on him to go get all of the drugs that have been smuggled in inside of a pig corpse and Sean Connery just like pops up and, and bops him and smashes his face into some frozen ham um, and I'm like oh my gosh the, the pretend to pass out from choking trick Yeah, you ra- rarely see that and I always think I don't know why but I always think about it I doubt that if I was ever being choked out I would have the wherewithal to actually employ that tactic but well, it's a risky tactic because they might just keep choking you. Yes, that's true. <laughs> you know? But, uh, yeah. I just, oh, that really stuck out to me. That was fun. Also, the assassins that come. Um, there's, there's, like, a line of workers coming out of the of the shuttle. And Sean Connery's, like, watching them in the camera to see who the assassins are. Um, and they get to like the end of a causeway and there's two different ways to go and people are walking, kind of splitting off. They know where to go. But then one dude stops and waits 
and it's got a real juicy mustache. Mm-hmm. And then eventually someone near the back of the line also stops and waits. And he's like kind of heavier set and balding. And we see a close up on his face and he's like really sweaty. Yeah. And I was like, oh my gosh, it's mustache and the creep. <laughs> <laughs> Professional hitman, mustache and the creep. Totally. Oh man. It was great. I, I recognize that guy from something and I'm trying to, the guy with the mustache. I'm trying to figure out what it's from. Well, he looked but, uh, he looked strangely like the guy with the th- thick mustache uh, in WandaVision. But it couldn't be him because this movie is very old. Yeah, no, I don't think so. Also, WandaVision is a thing that I've been watching, which I totally forgot to talk about. Yeah, I was going to bring that up before the podcast was over because I, I wanted to talk to you about that too. But yeah. Have you seen all of it? Oh, yeah, baby. We're going to talk okay. about it. Don't you worry. Cool, cool, cool. There'll be the, at the end of the episode special. Nice. Uh, but yeah, Outland is like, it wasn't terrible. Like, it wasn't It wasn't no. just one big pile of shit. It wasn't exceptional in any way, really. There's shitty things about it. There was a few good, fun things about it. and But it, it's it's not craptacular. Like, it's, it's not, not craptacular. It's no. not the craptacular stuff that we look for. So, where where do we want to put this very middle of the road movie? Well, it's totally just meh. Is but we don't have that. So, um, what do we got? I don't know. There's there's things I liked about it. I really liked the design aesthetic. Um, it That's was true. very it was very alien. You could tell that the guy was probably, um, the director was probably influenced by Alien too, because a lot of like slow paced scenes where it's just like a wide shot or like a slow panning shot as someone walks across a scene you know and and the very like truckers in space kind of idea right it's a very blue collar space station kind of thing it's not 2001 it's not super shiny Mm -hmm. um sci-fi it's it's dirty and gross very much so (laughs) yeah um so uh, you know i liked that aspect of it like you could almost watch this in like like, if you told someone, like, oh, yeah, this takes place in the same universe as Alien, I'd be like, all right. Yeah. But cool. I, I believe it. Totally. Because um, you could make things that take place in that universe that don't involve aliens. Yep. Or the or the alien, right? Like, Why sure. would you ever do that, Prometheus? <laughs> um, <laughs> but uh, I don't know. I kind of like Prometheus. But, yeah, so, like, I, I kind of like that aesthetic. In my mind, I'm like, oh yeah, this takes place in the same same world as Alien. That's just a that's just a headcanon thing for me. Cool. No, I'm a down. Um, yeah, I, I don't know. I don't know. I, I, it's it's not craptacular for sure. You're right, no. and it's but it's also not one big pile of shit. Like, so I gotta just go like, at, uh, I think my criteria is like, I ask myself, would I watch it again? Mm, yeah, I always ask myself that too. You know, um, and I might. I might too. Yeah. So, I think by default, it has to be a, a, a Breakfast Club fist bump. Yeah, but it's like a low breakfast. Yeah, it's like shoulder height. Yeah, maybe it, not even that. Maybe it's just kind of like, yeah, like just above the nipple. Yeah. Just nipple height. Just like, don't you forget about me. Don't you forget about me. Yeah. Yeah. 
It's and not. They're like, they're like, what? And you're like, nothing. It's nothing. fine. <laughs> <laughs> and you quickly I, I, turn around, hold uh, your backpack straps, and walk away with your head down. Yeah, yeah. Just, just shuffle off real quick. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's that's Outland. Yeah. Um, it feels it feels weird to give it that rating, but we have a very rigid three tier yeah, rating for sure. Well, and like you know, the tomato meter on Rotten Tomatoes gave it a fifty six percent, and the audience score was a fifty four percent. So just about everyone is kind of middle of the road on oh, this one. Yeah, okay. So, <laughs> yeah, that fits. That fits. Yeah. Uh, you know. Well, there you go. That's Outland. Outland. Would you recommend watching it? Um, like not if you have other options. There are always other options. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, uh, yeah, I don't know. Maybe. <laughs> It yeah. would depend. Like, if someone just like, what movie should I watch today? I would never say, oh, you should go watch Outland. But if someone's <laughs> like, I want like a, like a kind of like gritty space western kind of vibe, like truck drivers in space, something like Alien, you know, like maybe a bit more actiony. I'd be like, oh, well, you just described Outland. You should watch that. So if someone specifically asks for that aesthetic, <laughs> then you would recommend Outland. Yeah, like if someone was like, "Man, I really I like I just watched the first Alien and I love the design choices in this movie." I wish there were more movies like this. I'd be like, "Well, sir, <laughs> there are a bunch of other Alien movies. And after you watch those, <laughs> you might want to check out the Sean Connery joint." <laughs> Ooh, yeah, that's fair. Okay. You know, I, I feel yeah. better than about the Breakfast Club fist bump cuz ultimately, you know, if someone was like you know, I'm really in the mood for something Star Wars inspired, but that's like got kind of a Flash Gordon aesthetic to it, and the story is really poorly told. I wouldn't say, oh, you should watch Message from Space. I would yeah. say, no, I got nothing for you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So I'd be like, watch Battle Beyond the Stars. <laughs> Perfect. Yeah. Or... The original Battlestar Galactic. No, I wouldn't even tell them to no. do that. No, we, we no. don't need to talk about that. No, nope. uh, negative. Yeah. Well, cool. That's yeah. uh, that was Outland. Um, we will end the show momentarily, but quickly. Wandavision. Yeah, all of Wandavision has now come out. The finale yeah. was just a few days prior to us recording this. Spoilers for all of Wandavision. We're not going to pull any punches. So you've been warned. Yeah, for sure. That's why we put it at the end. We did it intentionally. We didn't forget. Absolutely. Yep. Uh, you go. Cool. I loved it. So good. I so thought good. it was fucking amazing. Like, yeah. There, there was so much range in that show. Mm-hmm. It starts off, you know, very campy, um, and was just like layers of homage and um it's very fun but then there's still like there's a really dark twisted mystery going on in here Mm -hmm. i want to know what that's about and it just develops 
not not really slowly but very naturally um and really it's it's super compelling it's really just all about trauma um but then also kind of um sets up um what could be a lot of future stuff with a now like fully realized scarlet witch yeah um and honestly she's been in a lot of stuff and she's good at being a really weird um psycho person this is hands down my favorite role i've ever seen katherine han in like oh yeah she fucking ate up every scene that she was in whether or not she was acting as a crazy neighbor or being an actual witch but yeah this this I is the perfect role for her yes she was yeah she's having she's having a great time uh <laughs> yeah. yeah no i agree i i really really liked it as well um awesome. the first two episodes i was like wow they've like nailed this like 1950s sitcom aesthetic I don't know where it's going. Um, is this going to be just what it is from now on? Is this? Yeah, we had, you know, we had no um, idea. And so uh, I think after episode four was kind of where I was like 100% hooked. You know, once they, once they zoom totally. out. And they show you what happens in those first three episodes from the outside perspective. Mm-hmm. Um, Super interesting. That's when I was like, "Dang, this is this is great." Um, so yeah, no, it was really, it was it was really well done. They nailed the sitcom aesthetics. Mm-hmm. Um, the uh, the new characters were really good. I like that they brought back Darcy from Thor. Yeah, that was really she, interesting. She's never really had anything to do. And we haven't seen her since, I don't think, Thor 2. Yeah, I don't think so. Um, so it was fun to see her again. And the FBI agent uh, from what, Jimmy Woo? Is that, I, I think, think that's his name. From Ant-Man and the Wasp. It was great to see him again. Oh, that's where he was from. Right. I just yeah. I kept picturing him as uh, his cameo in The Office where he plays Jim. His Asian Jim, yeah. <laughs> so funny <laughs> totally um yeah it was it was it was really well done i think it, it explores uh it was it was an interesting way to just like really just make a show about grief and trauma without making it obvious that that's what it was about you know or yeah making it super super dark and depressing um and and i, I mean not it, not that it wasn't sad like no, but it's uh, it it touches on those themes in a way where you don't under you don't necessarily pick up on it right away that it's that's what it's talking to you about, uh, mm. you know. Yeah, it 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 entertains you, and then also has a deeper message to it, which is great, and is something that the Marvel movies haven't necessarily been able to do mm-hmm. very well, you know. Yeah, um, this was beautiful it was a really well told story yeah so i am honestly i'm way more excited for future mcu tv shows than i am for movies they have yeah this is setting the bar really high (laughs) really high um you know as long as as long as they can continue to do stuff that 
is like this. It's unique and different. Um, yeah, I, I'm all I'm all for it because that's you know one of the biggest criticisms of the Marvel movies is that you know they have this somewhat cookie cutter formula, mm-hmm. and they've they've backpedaled on that a little bit. You know, I think if Edgar Wright was hired to make a movie now for Marvel, he uh, he might get a bit more freedom than he he did when he was originally hired to do Ant-Man and ultimately didn't end up doing it because they he wanted to do something that was a little too left of center. Hmm. You know, yeah. so but you know now you have uh very talented creators with very unique voices like um like James Gunn doing the Guardians movies and Taika Waititi doing the new Thor movies and mm-hmm. th- those guys fingerprints are all over those movies. Yeah. While still working in the in the overall narrative of the of the MCU, right? So hopefully more of that in the future. Um but this yeah, this was I don't I don't know. I I, I don't really know a lot about the people who created this show and 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 you know directed it and stuff like that but um it sounds like they had a really clear idea and vision of what they wanted the show to be and they executed it to a t yeah um in a way that i was not expecting at all same and i really love it when when there's a, a show like this that just has a very clear ending goal in mind so mm-hmm. they know what to achieve and when to achieve it. That helps the story just be told very well, good pace, and then it comes to the close that they had intended. Like, yep. it's that's so wonderful. I love it, and they and they they left it, you know, with just enough open ended twist to be like this could definitely lead somewhere else, but like this story is over. Yeah, you know. Yeah, and you know they've they've said that like her her arc is going to be continued in the new Doctor Strange movie. Oh, that's right. Um, she's going to be a major player in that, and that movie's being directed by Sam Raimi, who mm-hmm. did the three Spider Man, the original Tobey Maguire Spider Man movies. Interesting. Uh, and the Evil Dead trilogy. Those are probably the two things he's most known for. So, another director with a very unique style and a very clear you know fingerprint that he can put on something as as wacky and as zany as dr strange um 100 mm. all for that uh you know cool. it's hopefully we'll get more than just firecracker kung fu <laughs> that, wow you know, well put <laughs> i i can't take credit for that term i heard it somewhere else i don't i can't remember who said it maybe the weekly planet produce firecracker kung fu but i'm like it's exactly what it is perfect yeah it's all it is (laughs) a really good descriptor (laughs) um Uh, but you know we saw dr strange doing some crazy shit in the avengers movie that he was in so that's true i mean he yeah i mean like ultimately uh, as far as a character goes i like it don't care about him that much but he was also integral in a way to like the the positive ending of that movie right oh 100 100 percent. and they're i think they've been kind of building him up to be the new replacement for 
Tony Stark slash Captain America in terms of like he's he's probably going to be the new leader of the Avengers kind of idea. Hmm. You know. Interesting. I mean, you just he has a goatee, and <laughs> enough said. <laughs> and he's played Sherlock Holmes before, so. Oh. Yeah, there you go. Those are the two criteria for being the leading man in the Avengers movie. (laughs) Um, Yeah, so no, I I, um, I'm looking forward to to seeing what happens with her in the next one, and yeah, more cool, unique Marvel TV, please. Yeah, here's a question for you. Mm -hmm. You know, this show was fantastic. Was it fantastic enough to make you excited for Falcon and the Winter Soldier? (laughs) No. Cool. Well, Not I just, really. I was I just mean, checking. <laughs> I, I, but I mean, but it's so different. Like, if you had asked me before these two aired, I would have been like, you know, I'm curious about what WandaVision is. Because, like, you know, it has this, like, old school TV aesthetic. And they were really pushing that, you know, being like, we're going to do a bunch of different sitcoms from a bunch of different eras. And I was like, that's interesting, but I don't know how that's going to play into Marvel. And I don't know what that's going to, you know, it can't just be that. So I'm curious, <laughs> but like, do I, what do I think will be better? Probably Falcon and the Winter Soldier. Cause that makes the most sense. Hmm. You know, in terms of like an MCU TV show, it's like those guys can't drive their own movie, but you know, give them a TV show and see what happens kind of thing. Um, yeah, I, I. But now I'm like, holy shit! Wandavision pulled out all the stops and was incredible. Yes, and and exceeded every single one of my expectations. So I don't expect Falcon and the Winter Soldier to do that, but I also don't expect Falcon and the Winter Soldier necessarily to have to do that. Hmm. You know what I mean? Like, I think it's going to be, it's going to be like a condensed Marvel movie, condensed in terms of scope, not in length, because it's going to be like six hours. Um, but yeah, I, 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 I don't know. I, I don't really care about either of those characters anyways. Yeah. That's kind of the know? thing. It's like, okay, those two, whatever. Like the Soccer. Winter Soldier... <laughs> The Winter Soldier is a nothing character, and I don't understand why people like him or feel a connection to him in any way. I don't know. Because he's been brainwashed and had zero personality for every movie he's been in except the first one. Yeah, I don't know. You know? So, I'm not, like, overly excited to see those two team up. Um I am excited that Baron Zemo is coming back because I think Daniel Bruhl is an amazing actor. And I'm excited to see um, uh, Agent 13 coming back again, too. I can't remember. Sharon Carter. I can't remember the actress's name. Oh, I don't remember. Yeah. She has a, she's, she's got a very Dutch last name. It's like Van de Camp or something like that. I don't, can't remember her first name. I'll be curious to see what... Uh, what the effects of this series are on the overall MCU. Cause it looks like, you know, they're going to be like, we need a, a new captain America. And they might be doing some of like the death of captain America storyline from the comics. Maybe. Yeah. I was wondering about that. Captain America's not dead, but he's old as shit. Yeah, he, he passed on the torch to, yeah. 
to those two. We, Mostly Falcon. For sure. I think. Mostly Falcon. But it also yeah. looks like they don't want Falcon to be Captain America. Like the government is like, mm. it's not your property, son. You're not Captain America. We're going to give it to you know, Kurt Russell's son. And they're, you know, so they're bringing U.S. agent who's like a the government-controlled Captain America from the comics. Um, which would be cool because I like Wyatt Russell a lot. I think he was great in uh, the Goon movie that he was in and uh, the hockey movie. And uh, I don't know what you're talking about. Sorry. <laughs> uh, it's a whatever. He played a hockey goon in the sequel to the first Goon, which was Sean William Scott. It's like a hockey movie about a guy who's just sucks at hockey, but he's really good at fighting. Hmm. It's decent. Check it out. Allison Pills in it, so. Oh, cool. Yeah. What more do you need? <laughs> um. Yeah. So that's that's that. Uh, that's that. Wandavision, good. Falcon and the Winter Soldier. We'll see. We will see. I'm more excited for Loki, if I'm being honest. Yes, the trailer for Loki was so good. Eh. Yeah. Owen wow. Wilson. <laughs> yeah. Like, as, the as the head of the Time Variance Authority. So interesting. Yeah, I'm yeah. I'm excited for that. Loki is DB Cooper, apparently. <laughs> um yeah, so that's that's gonna be awesome. Uh, yeah, I think Falcon and the Winter Soldier, like I think this is the, the biggest thing is Falcon and the Winter Soldier just looks like another Captain America movie, you know? Hmm. It just looks like another Marvel movie, and my fear is it's going to be kind of bloated. And it's like, why didn't you just do this as a Captain America movie. Yeah. It has and just call it like the next Captain America or Captain America the next generation or whatever. Um Yeah. Captain America Junior High. Whatever. Uh junior high. that was a Degrassi joke. So <laughs> for the three people in Canada listening who would get that joke. Because <laughs> there was a show called Degrassi the Next Generation. Doesn't matter. Yeah. It doesn't fine. matter. Um it's also kind of a Karate Kid joke. Anyways, I just gave myself a stress headache. So cool. let's wrap up the show. <laughs> <laughs> Trying to explain my own bits that don't make sense, except to me in my head. It's fine. Um, yeah, I think I think that's the biggest problem though is that it just looks like a generic Marvel thing, and Loki has the license to be wacky and crazy and do all sorts of unexpected things, like yeah. WandaVision did, and that's what they need to do with their TV. I think. Absolutely, yeah. I, I could be wrong. Falcon and the Winter Soldier could be amazing, but just based on what I've seen versus what happened in WandaVision, I'm like, okay, that's your new, that's your new bar. That's the new high high bar. You can yeah. clear that bar. You've got me. Otherwise, you're some idiot that can't jump over a bar. <laughs> there we go. And that's if you like the show. Yeah, <laughs> uh, you could. Make sure you give us a five-star review on iTunes. Say whatever you want. Say, hey, your extras go too long. Um, <laughs> as long as it says five stars, we don't really care. You can also, don't forget to subscribe on any of your podcasting catching things. The things that you listen to this on, probably right now. If you're listening to it on your phone, just, just smash that subscribe button. Maybe if your friend leaves their phone unlocked, uh, you know, when you guys are hanging out, just grab their phone, just you know, open up their podcast app, hit subscribe on that one too. 
helps us out. Um, <laughs> you, we have socials, social medias, if you will. We're active on them sometimes. Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, at RetroCrapPod. You want to email into the show? You can't. RetroCrapPod at gmail.com. We have a Patreon. What happens on the Patreon, you ask? All kinds of stuff, sort of. It's super <laughs> cheap. I think it's like a dollar a month. You can start uh, getting all the episodes early. You want even more shit than that? We got more shit than that. $3 a month. Holy shit. $3 a month? That's cheaper than your morning coffee every day. There you go. You could buy us a coffee every month. We'd have to share it because, you know, we only get one. And Matt lives in Toronto and the coffee well, costs, actually, I'm sure, I don't, through the I roof. I don't drink coffee. So, there know. you go. You can buy me a coffee and I can drink it in front of Matt and laugh in his face with my coffee breath. That's our friendship. Yes. <laughs> but why would you give us $3 a month? Let me tell you. We got movie commentaries on there, okay? We got The Rise of Skywalker. We got The Phantom Menace. First one. Last one. What happens in between? Who knows? That's up to you. You got to find out. We got uh, commentary for uh, David Lynch's Dune. Did we understand what was going on at any point in that movie? No, but we keep asking, <laughs> what's going on? What? I'm confused. Are you confused? Yes. Those sorts of things. Uh, we got bonus episodes on there. We did a, a recap of all 40 uh, episodes, the first 40 episodes. Uh, we did uh, uh, the first ever episode we recorded. We didn't think it was good enough to release. We thought it was good enough to make you pay for it. We put it up there, too. Uh, we got another episode uh, uh, we did about a really weird movie about a family gets attacked by claymation dinosaurs, sort of, kind of. Uh, I can't remember what it's called. Day of the Earth Time Ended? Day of Time Stopped? The, the Day the Earth Stood Still. Nope, we didn't do that one. Okay. We, but maybe we will. Uh, and also, coming soon, we're going to review the next two episodes of the Battlestar Galactica original TV show, uh, The Lost Planet of the Gods. Uh, that'll be happening at some point in the future. All of that and more on Patreon. Get it up, ya. So, <laughs> I think I covered all the things I usually cover. That coffee um, really kicked in, huh? Yeah, thanks for being a friend. Uh, we love you. Whoa. And we and we hope that this podcast finds you well. And, uh, and brings you joy. And brings you joy and yeah. happiness. Um, everything is going to be okay, Aww. listener. So uh, we'll be back next month with... <gasps> Mortal Kombat! <laughs> 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 gonna keep watching crap. <laughs>